You're listening to the B-List Daily from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the MBR radio network on the new 105 Sports, 105.5 FM, AM 1240, AM 780, Lewiston, Auburn, and Rumford, Maine. Joining us on the line now is Chris Price from the Boston Sports Journal. Online at bostonsportsjournal.com. Make sure you get a subscription. Check it out. Chris, by all accounts, looks like Rob Gronkowski is going to try to play with that ankle injury tonight. It's my understanding that the ankle injury is something he's been working through, but it's not enough of a hindrance where they're going to say, all right, let's sit him down. The good thing about this is that they have a, a long week on the back end. They're going to have 10 days between now and their next game against the Chiefs. And so they feel like they don't have to, you know, blow him out, basically, in this one. So, I, look, I, I don't think he's certainly going to go wire to wire. I think, you know, to your point, he's not going to have a colossal impact. Um, but he, he is going to get out there a little bit. He's going to run around. He's going to test it. And, and you know, he, he will be he will be out there drawing attention on a, on a, a semi-regular basis from the, the, the Colts defenders. Now, a lot of uh, Colts players are injured. I know T.Y. Hilton's out. I know they've got some players missing on the defensive side of the ball. Um, one thing I've been thinking all week, and my, my only thought was if Gronk plays, maybe they focus a little bit more on the running attack. Sony Michelle finally got some confidence last week, and I think this Indianapolis defense is one you can certainly run against. Um, and sometimes on a short week, you know, it might be a little easier just to run the ball as, as much as you can. Now, of course, I say that and they're going to come out five wide and spread the thing out. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, it looked like Michelle's finally given them a little bit of a running attack that, you know, I, honestly, I, he was he was kind of a breath of fresh air last week. And I thought that was really the first thing that, that was the big difference with the Patriots last week. Yeah, it, it really was. The other thing, too, and you kind of, you know, you, you work within the context of the game. That was the first time they had a lead since the, the regular season opener. And so I think that that makes it, uh, you know, a lot easier to run the ball when you have that level of offensive flexibility. And then you have, you know, the Miami defense wasn't all that great, and I think that figures into it as well. But, look, I, I give the kid a lot of credit. You know, I've been a, I've been a fan of his, uh, you know, from the very early going. He, he's impressed me with his maturity, his ability to – Six errors. He is not, as they say, around Foxborough, an error repeater. In my experience, he's headed in the right direction. Um, it was funny. I was talking to a handful of guys this week in the locker room, and I spoke with Kevin Falk, and the, the overall vibe when it came to Michelle was, look, kid, that's great. Now go out and do it again and again and again and again and again. <laughs> so, look, I, I think that he, by the end of the year, is going to be the closest thing that this team has to a feature bat. He's not Deion Lewis, but you know he's kind of starting to grow into that role a little bit. It's going to be fun to watch him evolve. We're talking with Chris Price from the Boston Sports Journal, bostonsportsjournal.com. Uh, last week, uh, you know what? I do want to go back and focus on the offensive line a little bit. I thought Trent Brown had some struggles in the first four weeks, but looked like he played a little bit better last week. Um, offensive line is are these guys finally starting to round into form a little bit? I know it takes a few weeks for Dante Scarnecchia to really rub off on a lot of these guys. Yeah, and, and I think that's a completely fair point when you look at this offensive line. It, I don't want to say it's a work in progress, but they're moving guys in in around at right tackle. Marcus Cannon is still kind of trying to come back from what you know he was you know dealing with last year, the calf issue. I don't believe he's 100 percent. Later, and Waddle was in there, and while he kind of you know he kind of is what he is. He's not great. He's not bad. He's just kind of a serviceable right tackle. The guy who's really impressed me to this point in the season is um, David Andrews, who's just been absolute, just been a, an absolute road grader, one of the best centers in the league. Uh, through the first four games, they are at their best when they are running up the middle. And so, you know, you talked about the running game before. 
wouldn't be surprised if we saw a situation where they were up in the second half and they're looking to kill some clock. They run behind Andrews. They put a heavy set out there with, you know, Dwayne Allen as well as uh, James Devlin and try and get that done. So, yeah, but I think ultimately to answer your question, the offensive line continues to round into form. We saw a better performance this past week against the Dolphins, and if history is any indicator, they will continue to trend in the right direction under Dante's Scarnecchia. Talking with Chris Price from Boston Sports Journal, bostonsportsjournal.com. Speaking of Scarnecchia, I saw a nice article saying it's time for them to consider somebody like him for the Hall of Fame. You know, yeah. that, that they always recognize the head coaches, but what a job he's done for all these years in New England. It didn't yeah, happen by I, I chance. Think that's completely fair. I do. I, I think that's completely fair. I, it, there, there are not a lot of, and I, as soon as we mention this, as soon as we go down the road, I'm going to try and remember some uh, you know, assistant coaches who are in the Hall of Fame for being assistant coaches. I know LeBeau is in there, I believe, as a player. But, yeah, you're, you're talking about a guy who has, you know, what, 50 years in the game now. And, you know, his, his contributions to the Patriots franchise are legendary enough. But, but when you consider his impact on an entire generation of offensive linemen, you're talking about a guy who I, I do think at least deserves to be part of the conversation. Now, I don't know how this is going to play, you know, nationally with some other writers who may not necessarily understand his impact on the franchise. But I, I think that he's made a certainly made a great case to be considered as a as a potential Hall of Famer down the road. Talking with Chris Price from Boston Sports Journal, bostonsportsjournal.com. Um, tonight is the return. We're going to hear a lot about that of Julian Edelman. Um, you're around this team a lot. You've been around this team a lot. You know how he affects that team, that locker room, how, that everything. What does this do for the franchise in that aspect of things? It's a, it's a great question because and I, I feel like I haven't written about this enough, and I feel like this isn't something that we've hit on enough over the course of the week just because you're kind of in the middle of it. But Edelman is one of those guys who, in talking to a handful of guys in the locker room this week. He keeps everybody loose. He keeps everybody kind of laid back a little bit. He's you know he's always talking crap, whether it's to the other offensive linemen or to you know other guys in offense, you know, defensive backs, whatever the case may be. And so I think he kind of ratchets down the pressure a little bit. It was funny hearing Dwayne Allen talk about him. He says, you know, I don't know if you guys know this, but it can get a little tense around here from time to time. And Julian <laughs> Edelman's a great guy. I'm shocked. <laughs> yeah. To, to, to kind of bring everything back to you know bring everything back to normal or kind of you know see the humor in things. So I think it's a great point that you know not only from an on-field perspective they have Tom Brady's most trusted offensive option back, and he's not going to be you know 100 percent right out of the gate. I want to manage expectations around that. But in terms of an off-field perspective, having a guy like that back in the locker room, I think you know, really goes a long way toward getting them where they want to be. Does that help Brady? too like mentally like I, I, he's always about the power of positivity and he would never admit this publicly or unless it was like in tom versus time you know and it would be passive aggressively <laughs> done but like does that help him too knowing that he's going to be out there uh, just it i, I feel like that's going to help him with i mean he hasn't been able to throw to him for you know over a year in a, in a regular yeah. season game or any sort of meaningful game yeah i i do i, I look it, it's like i mean it's not quite a you know a, a catcher you know, a, a trusted catcher for a pitcher, I, I think it's even more important than that because that's his safety valve. That's his outlet. That's his guy. You know, this is someone he's built a, a, a relationship with over, you know, almost 10 years. So, yeah, I, I think it certainly helps him. And that's not necessarily a shot at, you know, the other guys in the offense, but there's just not the same level of continuity with, say, Sony Michelle than, than there is with Julian Edelman. There's a level of trust there that I think is completely unique. And so, yeah, I think ultimately to answer your question, 
it does go a long way toward toward helping him, you know, when it comes to his overall peace of mind on the field. We're talking with Chris Price from the Boston Sports Journal, bostonsportsjournal.com. You can also download the app to your phone as well. Certainly worth the subscription price each month for everything that you get for that. Pretty in-depth. And great news, there's not a single hint of political anything on the site, which is even better. Not at all. Not at all, which is even great. I just want to watch sports, and I want to talk about them. And it's like, hey, there it is. It's nice. Yep, exactly. Um, and and, and not, not, you know, not to get into the whole political thing, but that's one of the things that I think you know, Greg made it a point when we launched, and I know that these are you know very politically divisive times, but you know, this is an area where we can just go and talk sports, and I think that's very important for a lot of folks. Yeah, make it a. Uh, I like to call it a sports safe zone. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, it's nice, good. You know, speaking, we kind of uh, circling it back here uh, to the wide receivers. Philip Dorsett. I don't want to say last week was his coming out party. You know, but I thought that was definitely his his best game as a Patriot, minus the drop on the on the pass, which frankly got ripped out of his hands. It wasn't like he, you know, completely. I thought when I, I put on Twitter that he went for the old classic Vincent Brisby double catch. You know what I mean? Where he caught it with his hands, they caught it again. You know, like that's that's kind of what he went for. It got bounced off. <laughs> excellent comparison, excellent reference. I love that. That's, that's no, that, that that's a good one. Look, he's he's a guy who I think is as diligent as any free agent or, you know, veteran acquisition that they've made at the wide receiver position over the years. This is someone who is, you know, constantly working with Brady, constantly working with Josh McDaniels. And, and look, he's a guy who, you know, the, the, the learning curve last year was difficult because he came in here less than a week before the, the Chiefs game, before the opener, and was on the field in that game running routes and kind of trying to figure out what to do. So I think he's the guy for me who – is representative of someone who was acquired right before the start of the season who just put in every single moment that he needed to try and get better. And I'm not saying he's going to be Jerry Rice this season, but, you know, this is a guy who has the potential to catch 40 passes in this offense and, and be a contributor, be a, be a serious contributor you know, offensively to get them to where they want to be. We are talking with Chris Price for the Boston Sports Journal and bostonsportsjournal.com. You get a you get an official prediction on this game outside of you know Clubber Lang's pain, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, I, I think. Look, I, I like what Indy is doing, and we were reminded several times in the locker room this week that all of Indy's losses were relatively narrow losses, other than their opener against the Colts, and so they've been in all of these games. That being said, short week, having to play an overtime game, you know, the week before going on the road against a New England team that at least the schedule-wise, everything is kind of setting up for them. I think it's just going to be too much for India. I really do. I think New England is going to end up winning this thing by about 10. I think the Colts have the potential to make it a little interesting over the course of the first two quarters. But, you know, uh, you know, if, if this New England team is what we think it is at this point in the season, I think they're going to come out of here with about a 10-point win. I do have one more question, and it's one more concern, and I don't want to be Eeyore, um, like I call one of my friends who comes on and basically predicts a Patriots loss every week, which is great. Now it's 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 helpful. But um, my, my question is, last week, and even over the last few months, uh, a few weeks, uh, Devin McCourty, the tackling with Devin McCourty has not been like kind of up to Devin McCourty stuff. In fact, the one touchdown last week, he had a chance, and it went through. Like, Is there anything to be concerned about, or is this just the natural progression of guys... They all eventually slow down. Like, you know, time is still undefeated, unfortunately, except against yeah. Tom Brady currently. Yeah, I, I think it's 
probably more of the latter than the former right now when you consider McCourty and his, you know, the work that he's put in over the years. I'm not saying that he's the same guy that he was two, three, four years ago. But, yeah, he, he has lost a step and he needs to improve. And I think this offseason that that's a position the Patriots need to address because those three guys, Harmon, McCourty, and Chung, are all getting up there in, in years. And they've been a relatively good combination over the last couple of years. But as you've said, you know, particularly in the case of McCourty, we've seen some slippage of play. The one good thing about McCourty, not the one good thing, but one good thing in the context of this conversation is he's an incredibly smart player who just watches tons and tons of film. And so... The hope is, as he enters this stage of his career, he can be more of a, you know, he can make up for any sort of physical deficiencies with more studying, more time in the film room, being able to diagnose plays, you know, and being a step ahead as opposed to right now being a step behind. So it's going to be fascinating to see the evolution of his career as he hits this stage. But again, given what we've seen from him over the years, I'm relatively confident that he will be able to make that switch going forward. We've been talking with Christopher Price from the Boston Sports Journal. Patriots taking on the Colts tonight on Thursday Night Football. It'll be on Fox. It'll be on your Amazon Prime stuff. And, of course, you can hear it wherever else you need to hear it, too. Chris, have a good night tonight, and uh, look forward to seeing your story in the Boston Sports Journal. Sounds good. Take care, guys. We'll talk soon. Take Take it easy. Thank you. That was Chris Price from the Boston Sports Journal here on the B-List Daily, which you can hear weekdays 10 a.m. to noon. On the new 105 Sports, 105.5 FM, AM 1240, Lewiston, Auburn, AM 780, Rumford, and online anytime at 105sports.com. Across the MBR Radio Network from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios.